Come with us and you'll see a world of pure imagination. I didn't check the lyric before I started. Welcome to Sink Floyd, <laughs> the only podcast where we uh, we watch every movie, right? And But we, we do it on mute while Pink Floyd's magna, 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon, plays. Um, and we watch... Oh... <laughs> This is off to a quality start. This is quality content. Um, who can make the sunrise? Sprinkle it with glee. It's your co-host, James Barron. Hi, it's me, the Candyman. What's up? Um, oh. Here I am. <laughs> that, I, felt, <laughs> I like the like colloquial nature of that intro, Gareth. I think that was fine. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're, we're just buds here. We're just having yeah. a grand old time. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying some... We're top and tail in a bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh. With our wives and children around. Yeah. Just living the dream. Yeah. That's how we record. Yeah. We're like two, yeah. two grandparents <laughs> to a child. Uh, wow. I love I is this podcast? I, I guess so. Yeah. I do love yeah. the, the, the idea of us top and tailing in po- while recording a podcast. Yeah. That's, that's an well, interesting energy. We'll have to try that sometime. Yeah. That's a guarantee. But what, what film have we watched unrelated? If, wow. If you can't guess by those amazing context clues. Yeah. We've watched 1971's Mel Stewart, mm. Gene Wilder joint. It's a Gene. Based on the book by Roald Dahl. It's Char- uh, mm, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. And the no- I will keep making. No- yeah, it's tough, right? Notably, yeah. yeah, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is the title of this one. Whereas the 2005 remake by Tim Burton is Charlie yes. and the Chocolate Factory. And I'm pretty sure the book was also called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, the book was. Yeah, it makes things much more confusing. Everybody yeah. calls it Charlie and the Ch- Chocolate Factory, but it's not the title of the movie, so... The, yeah, uh, I feel like you ever call it Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, we just call the movie Willy Wonka. Yeah. No one's doing the right thing. It's true. It's like, it's... Oh. Everyone knows what you mean, though. Like, we, yeah. all, we all understand. If you say Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, we'll get it. People won't be like, um, do you mean 2005? No. They'll be like, I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about the real one. Come on. Come on, guys. Yeah. yeah. This is such that film where, like, I feel like... Everyone knows the plot completely, but yeah. even if they haven't seen it, it's this and Star Wars and Wizard of Oz, I think, are just so in deep in our culture. Yeah, very much ingrained in the culture. Lots of yeah. lots of references. Like, even to this day, people reference this movie just at random. Oh, yeah. The amount of times that I've just screamed, you stole fizzy lifting drinks at people. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, that's a good deep cut. <laughs> without context. Yeah. And usually when I'm like displaying mock anger about something else. Yeah. Mate. Oh, it's a, it's a good one. But yeah, it's uh, definitely... I love a good, I said good day. Oh yeah. Also strong. Yeah. From the same scene. Sorry. It, it's definitely... Oh it's, yeah. It's just definitely like one of those ones that's a very quotable movie and like hit the zeitgeist the right time, you yes. know? Yes. Just everybody, everybody has it ingrained into them. But yeah. Yeah. Definitely a it classic. It was a big... Oh yeah, a big like in circulation for the old Colgate Saturday Night Features. Ironic, oh, yeah. it's chocolate sponsored yeah. by toothpaste. Hey, always brush your teeth after having a bit of chalk, you know. Oh yeah, keep those keep those pearls uh, in great condition. All right. Yeah, it's ready only... to munch more chalk. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's the Wonka um, version of protect your neck, you know. <laughs> yeah. Munch your chalk, brush your talks. Mm, okay. I like it. <laughs> no? Yep. Okay. All right. You know, all those talks in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of this film, Gareth? This classic film. When, when I... you watched it. That's a good point. So, yes, I probably hadn't seen it in years yeah. since it's Colgate Saturday Night Feature run. Um, I was shocked that everything you know about this film only happens in the last half hour. It's true, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That it, it takes a long time to get to the actual factory. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. most of it is, most of what everyone remembers happens in the back half. Yeah. I, I remember having this on VHS and fast forwarding through a lot of the stuff at the start because <laughs> I was a little kid being like, oh, yeah, I want to get to enough. the cool chocolate factory stuff. Yeah. But, you don't want to cheer up Charlie being sung at you. Oh my God. Nobody does. But like the, <laughs> the rest of this, of the start stuff, I really loved on this watch. I, I, I've, as an adult coming back to it, I think that's the better bit of the movie. Yeah. All the like preamble stuff is really, really good. Yeah. Had, this... me, had me chuckling away. Some... Yeah. All the like cuts to people around the world oh obsessed with the chocolate. Yes. Some fantastic one liners throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. But how, yeah. shall we talk about how it's synced up with a, with a bloody album, Gareth? Yeah, I think I might have to preface a couple things okay. before we get started. Lay it on me. Um, I'll crack open so, this bar of chocolate, see if I've won, it, won a golden ticket. Okay. God, if you do, and it just derails my boring oh my anecdote. I'm heir to the Whitaker's fortune somehow. <laughs> the dream. Uh, Flung um, chocolate all over my keyboard, listeners. There you go. <laughs> Actually, what factory would you most want to win a tour of? Oh, interesting um i don't know like if there's not i went to a pie factory once and that was pretty sick <laughs> seeing how pies yeah. get made it was very like clinical obviously because it's an actual factory <laughs> the disappointing yeah. thing about most factories is that they don't feature like massive rooms with like plants in the form of uh chocolate and things <laughs> yeah or there's, pies there's no insane pie showroom that where all yeah. the plants are pies <laughs> Which is what I had in my head at the time. But, um, uh, off the top of my head, probably something boring, like a really nice beer factory, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just go around, like, those a, are, like, a popular thing already. Yeah, just go around a brewery. Sounds like a nice afternoon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I think that's reasonable. What about yourself? Well, I would have said the bread factory, but... What? Have I talked about my day working at a bread factory on the show? I don't think so. I oh, don't okay. recall the story. Uh, so the year's 2012. Oh, yeah. um, the world, we know somebody that I used to know is on the charts, but we haven't quite got to <laughs> call me maybe level 2012. All right. Um, and I wake up hungover, and I've got a call from this temp company that I was working at while I was studying, uh-huh. saying like, "Mate, you need it at the bread factory. <laughs> the bread factory needs you." <laughs> so I, yeah, pull on my steel cap boots, get in the car, drive down to the bread factory, uh-huh. and they're like. Yeah, you're very, we very much need staff. What you're going to do is you're going to stand here and um, you're going to watch the bread go past on the conveyor belt. Okay. Now, if any of this bread looks bad, I want you to punch it so it falls onto the floor because we can't have it going into the next part of the machine. Oh, no. And I was like, is, really? And he's like, yeah, that's all you have to do. So if there's a hole in the crust, pump on the floor. And also, if further down the chain, 
if the bread like starts to go overflow and there's just like it's going to push back and squash a bunch of bread yeah they would rather me punch bread onto the floor than have any squashed bread going through the next machine wow so i spent 12 12 hours i think just punching bread holy shit 12 hours Dang. it was a long day a long hungover day um like i had several people work next to me who i didn't t- talk to because the bread factory was so loud I was starving for some bread, oh. but I didn't want... The only ones I could eat were the ones I was punching. Oh, no. You don't want that uh, no bad quality uh, floor bread that you're punching off yeah. the convey. No, one, no one's eating that. No. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that was... Um, that's probably ruined the magical factory for me, but, I mean, I'll have a bro dad a brewery with you. Sweet. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like working in a factory is a lot less exciting than touring a factory. <laughs> yes absolutely there's an important separation there shout out to all the factory workers out there oh yeah absolutely hopefully they can listen to podcasts while they're working yeah shout outs if you're listening right now yeah oh i got through all of cereal during a factory day cool was it the bread punching day no Mm. as you recall i said 2012 Uh, somebody that used to know was climbing the charts not 2014 when problem was climbing the charts okay right there you go you caught me up all right i'm not tracking um, cereal that closely uh fair enough but you make a podcast you must follow cereal no that's it. i i podcasts happen ambiently around me i've never listened to a podcast but i surely make him no. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i hope people this is what people want yeah that's that's how i've gotten this that's why i think this is a good idea gareth <laughs> yeah true <laughs> All right, should we dive into it, to the bloody Yeah, uh, I forgot actually to get to my caveat is, okay. um, I watched, uh, this movie mm. without Pink Floyd. Okay. And then I was just fiending to know how they redid it, um, oh, 34 no. years later. So I watched the, um, the Tim Burton one. So right. if anything kind of overlaps, I watched that and I... Watched it sitting on my unmade bed, and at one point in that movie, I laughed really, really hard all alone, and then had to feel a deep shame. Oh, no. There's a very, very good joke in that movie. I don't want okay. all listeners to watch there it. There you go, Tim. And then one, tweet at us. One good joke. You get one, Tim. Yeah. Amazing. <sighs> yeah. All right. So, you, so you've done... It's been a Willy Wonka week for you, then. It's been... Yeah. You've, you've watched the original, and then... And then the remake, and then the original again with an album. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of Wonka. And are you aware of the third canonical remake? No. I didn't know there was one. Okay, so you go to the um, characters from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Wikipedia page, uh-huh. and they'll tell you about how like Violet Beauregard acts in the book, sure. then how she acts in the movie, then how she acts in the remake. And then... In 2017, Tom and Jerry made a remake. What? what? Where they inserted... Have you not heard about this? No. They inserted Tom and Jerry into Charlie and... Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but, like, remade it as a cartoon. Huh. And apparently it's very redundant and, like, dull. But... Right. Just like... Uh, just like if I... Just say, like, mum's cooking a meal and I peel the carrots. I get to then claim I cooked the meal, right? They get to claim they're a Willy Wonka, part of the Willy Wonka franchise. So they're tagged into every part of the Wikipedia page. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. 
that's a bit unfortunate. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're like very much a parasite on Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Holy crap! That's a crazy thing. I feel like we should watch that at some point. Okay. Yeah. Um, amazing. I'm a little bit disappointed that you didn't also cover that. <laughs> I actually. So I text you to um, record an episode on record this episode on Saturday, and you yeah. were busy having a social life. Yeah, I was furious. Um, I'm so sorry. And I <laughs> was going. I actually sat down and I tried to find all the ways I could watch this Tom and Jerry one online, and then instead I found a review that was just like, "You might think this is going to be fun, but don't watch this." Oh, well, fair enough. Okay, cut, yeah. we'll cut it off there. Sweet. Yeah. But I did watch the trailer and I did read the entire Wikipedia summary. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's definitely doing your due diligence as a scientist yeah. then. Thank oh, you. Well done. Proud, Thank you. proud of you, bud. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh, how are we going? Oh. Let's go into the into the into the into the film. Eh? Yes. Woo! I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. Okay. Starting up. Speak to me. Here we go. All the same things yeah. happening. We get like the the opening shots of this movie are like uh, just chocolate making, actual chocolate making um, processes of like pouring yeah. chocolate into molds and stuff like that. Lots of flowing chocolate, pretty good. Um, and yeah, that playing over "Speak to Me" and then "Breathe," pretty nice. I'm into it. Yeah, there's a, a lot one... of mechanical noises which kind of sink into it. Yeah, that works well. There's the, the yeah. there's like one shot of what I can only describe as mellow puffs, um, <laughs> the, yeah. which I, no overseas listener is going to understand what that is. Look, Google mellow puff New Zealand and you'll understand. Um, they're like yeah. dropping off a little conveyor belt and that's perfectly in time with breathe, like the, the beats. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it's in time with the time signature and I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. There's mellow puff beats. Yeah, man. Big puff beats. Do you do the thing when when you're a kid and you uh like smashed a mellow puff onto your forehead and then like picked the chocolate off like you're some kind of like bro sith like smashing a beer onto your forehead after you drank it <laughs> yeah did you ever but do that the softest thing i think so they really wanted you to i think all the ads have you doing it it's such a weird move that yeah. I, I, yeah i guess it was on the on the ads but i felt like it was just like a cultural thing because <laughs> i felt yeah. i almost definitely like saw someone do it and then did it myself <laughs> yeah for sure everyone wants to try it yeah Oh, bizarre. Yeah. Smashing I was just chocolate. too much too macho as a kid, and I just, uh, like, disintegrated the mellow puffs of my wow. powerful forehead, so Holy what are you going to do? Holy crap. <laughs> just, like, just nothing left. You don't even have the biscuit. Yeah. Just obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> I feel just like, like atoms were... flying away. Oh, mate, you had too much power as a small child. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Wow. You know? There you go. I can't wear face masks or I just inhale them. You know, my lungs are too strong. What am I going to do? You'd be a prime candidate for the uh, Willy Wonka succession project if if one of the like candidates that he was looking for was going for like high strength stat. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's it's like I just need a really strong child to help out at my at my factory. Look no further <laughs> well, than Gareth Blackler, eh? Oh yeah. <laughs> That, what you've just said though does raise an important question of do you believe these children found the tickets by luck or they were seeked out definitely pure chance it's like one of the craziest yeah. things about uh the story is that like all the tickets are found by children and like the fifth ticket is faked right 
they get it's like yeah. yes but um it's like an old an older guy discovers it uh somewhere i can't remember now but um yeah he did he fakes it he uh, forges a ticket um in, yeah in paraguay but That's like right. yeah it's just it's just chance you know one, okay. of, one of those but coincidences the fact that slugworth or has like teleported around the world like chasing like being exactly there when they find them that's amazing yeah or maybe maybe yeah maybe it's slugworth yeah. like dropping them in i like that theory actually yeah that works okay well like slugworth's the recruiter and that's why he <laughs> messed it up four out of five times <laughs> yeah there you go well he just like right. was going around like getting random children i suppose oh okay yeah yeah um all over the world gosh sorry that's right we first see people when we hear the first uh human vocals yep and uh and it cuts to these children running away on beat which is very nice yeah the vocal of breathe starts up like perfectly in time with that pretty nice um and then (laughs) in my notes i've just written wonka was born to be a candy man which is (laughs) a line that this um that this candy vendor uh delivers who crushes it, yeah. by the way. His performance is fantastic. I love this guy. Oh, he's great, yeah. Yeah, dancing around this shop, singing his wee song, The Candyman. Probably, I think this is maybe the best song in the in the film. There's a lot of good songs. I, yeah, I'd forgotten about, um, is it I Want It All? Yeah, that, um, that's badass. The Veruca yeah. Salt song, also strong. That song rules. Yeah. The fun fact about um, this movie: all the all of the songs were written before the script was. So no way. Yeah, so they're all like fairly general, and that's kind of why some yeah. of them don't align with like the character that's singing them or something, because they just wrote a bunch of songs, and then they were like, "Okay, we'll put this here and this here and this here." You know, it's why like Grandpa Joe singing "I've Got a Golden Ticket" is so messed up. You know? Yeah. Because like, <laughs> it's huh. not his. But yeah, it's oh. yeah sweet fact. Okay, let's keep That's going. That's a great fact. That's why people listen to the show. Yeah, um, we got on the run playing over like the frenzy at the candy shop. Like at the like yeah. fever pitch of this song, there's just like kids going nuts, taking all the candy <laughs> and stuff, getting out of control to some on the yeah. run, which matches. Um, yeah, bloody intense. <laughs> yeah, I've written extra fast lollipops, which I can't quite remember why, but I think that's. These lollipops quickly move out of shot, and yeah. it's to the beach. Yeah, they're being pulled, like, whipped out off of off sides of the camera, you know, by kids, yeah. like, tearing them off the shelves very, very fast. And yeah, that isn't time. Oh, good. Very good. Um, science confirms. Science confirms. Yes. I've just got the test results back. It says, good science. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh... Well, another good thing about this watch was that the subtitles every time there was music playing it would yes. try and describe the kind of music that it was playing and so i've got I keep writing these down yeah yeah i've got fast paced instrumental music as the subtitle that appears while on the run is playing and i'm like yep correct <laughs> that's right also yeah. that transitions into eerie instrumental music <laughs> yes which is still accurate um yeah and that's as uh charlie is introduced and then walking past the gate of the factory um yeah i do want to talk about this tinker guy who 
doesn't show up again. It's sort of just... Yeah. What the fuck is this guy's deal? Okay, there's, like, a guy... He's got a cart with, like, a bunch of knives on it. Gotta walk your knives. He's described in, in the subtitles as a tinkerer, and also by yeah. Charlie later. But, like, he's, I guess he's, like, a travelling knife salesman or something, but... Fuck, he's scary. Yeah. He just is here to give, like, an ill portent about the factory, you know? Like, a, yeah, but, a dark uh... prophecy. It's very sketchy. Very, like, horror movie, like, person at the, at the threshold, yes. you know? The person who has to warn you not to go have a lovely holiday at that villa because it's haunted or something. I would say that this walks the line between being a kid's film and a horror film. Yeah. And it's set up like a slasher, like... There's the final kid who's, or final person who's kind of like the most virtuous. Yeah, right. In a kind of weirdly conservative way, you know, people kind of meet their ends based on their like flaws. Yeah, it's all, yeah, like divine retribution kind of, right? Yeah. Set up by this tinker prophecy. (laughs) Yeah. Quite likely. Nobody ever goes in, nobody ever comes out. (laughs) What a That's scary, because we don't actually... We see them leave in the elevator at the end. But yeah. we don't leave leave. And we don't see an, um, any of the other characters leave. <laughs> I guess the Tinker, like... This is just how Willy Wonka's been getting around with this elevator, and he just never looks up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nobody ever goes in, nobody ever comes out. But meanwhile, yeah. Willy Wonka's, like, watching from his elevator, like, above. Like, yeah. ah. Here I am, Tinker. Willy Wonka's flying in all the Oompa Loompas, and the guy's like, yeah, nobody's in or out. <laughs> He's not, no idea. Shut yeah. up, Tinker. You don't know, you don't know Jack. Get he then walks here. to an airport, and he's like, nobody goes, <laughs> comes out of this place. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on him, because he's bloody terrifying. He, like, yeah. like, wheels his wee cart out of frame as well, and Charlie's like, what the fuck? And then just goes <laughs> yeah. home. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We also get the footsteps in On the Run when he's running home. Uh, yeah, which is nice. Uh, and then yeah, we see his little house with their all drinking cabbage water, which is mm-hmm. all they can afford. These poor yeah. people. Um, the four grandparents top and tailing like us recording and the yeah yeah, like that life. The idea that you, you know, you have a kid. That kid grows up and gets married, and then it's your job now to share a bed with your like, like wives children's parents all the grandparents yeah yeah it's pretty wild it's a very bizarre thing the fact like later on uh grandpa joe says that he's been in this bed for 20 years which is oh yeah mental (laughs) yeah no wonder he can't walk it's like absolutely horrific to me yeah yeah okay um some sort of rat king of grandparents (laughs) for real they're like completely conjoined in there oof yeah no good what if he was later like, I haven't left this bed. I hope I can do it. And he pulls back that duvet and he's, they're just all formed together. Oh, and no. this weird mix of four grandparents comes to the They're top all of the that thing. thing. Yeah. They've, they've been Cronenberg's together. It's no good. Oh. That's the true nightmare. I don't think yeah. Roald Dahl readers were ready for that. So No. It's it's horrific in its own way. Like, I think this is, this is definitely playing into the, like, Roald Dahl aspect of it. And that's, like, the dark humour kind of thing yeah. that he is famous for everything's got a like weird edge to it and, yeah like even in, in his fiction and stuff so yeah yeah um we get to see i've just written that uh charlie is like selfless he's brought like a wee treat for his grandparents 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the like... Bridge. The through line through this movie is that uh, Charlie's like a selfless and honest person, and that's why he like wins out in the end, basically. Yeah. He gets led astray by various people, but um, yeah, him being pure of heart is what gets him through, you know? And it's interesting um, comparing this Charlie to the one in the remake. Yeah. Um, Who's the just Tim Burton remake. Such a non character. Both him and. Right? Him and um, uh, Grandpa Joe, who is like inexplicably works for Charlie, for Willy Wonka, but like that yeah. never comes back either. In that yeah. movie? Oh, it's so annoying. Yeah, they they barely feature. Yeah. And then they just get it based on being the ones that Willy Wonka didn't notice enough to. Yeah submit to a terrible fate oh my god there's so yeah. many problems with that other movie Oof. although at least that grandpa joe is like makes sense that he's in a bed he actually looks older this one just looks like he i don't know he's like 40 yeah. <laughs> just having a bad day <laughs> yeah it's yeah, quite potentially i mean they had to cho- choose an actor that could actually like dance around to his wee song i guess yeah true i feel like all yeah, the, the other grandparents are suitably old so yeah it's all right. He just bl- he's trying to blend in with him, but he's actually <laughs> yeah. he's found a sweet gig that if he just gets in the bed too, he gets <laughs> to just hang out there for again twenty years. He's just a friend. He's not even related. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. I love that theory. Um, my next bit is about uh, Turkentine, who's the teacher. Here. I loved this teacher. This, he is great. Like him here, like with his like insane teaching methods of uh doing science because he only knows how he's like i'm the only one who knows how to do this which is why i'm teaching yeah. you it's like this whole guy is so rolled down like all the adults in the, those story stories are always so sure of themselves and so yeah way over the top like kids are idiots and adults are the smart people you know like and that's yeah yeah, this guy's quintessential role doll, which is fantastic. Like him here, and then later on, uh, when he's um, moved the <laughs> moved the Friday test to Monday to yeah, it's the funniest shit. He's yeah, move Friday's test to Monday so that it'll be on the stuff that they haven't learned yet. <laughs> and then he ends up like, but it's Tuesday, so that's all irrelevant. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, it's really Monty Python, and it's interesting because they wanted to cast Monty Python people in this, but oh, yeah. um, they weren't well-known enough. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Man. There are some, like, fairly famous people in it, so, like, that's, yeah. that's interesting that, like, the, the uh, they must have been fairly famous, the Pythons, at that time, surely. But... Yeah, I think it was mainly for the Willy Wonka role, and they were like, nah, we need a bigger name. Oh, fair, yeah. I mean, yeah, Gene Wilder, they got Gene Wilder, so there you go. Yeah. Man, imagine, like, John Cleese's um, Willy Wonka, though. That would have been oh, such a different yeah. thing. Man. Okay, uh, anyway, we've got to move on. Uh, yes, yeah, so the, the competition gets announced at the... And the Turkentine dismisses class, undismisses class, and then redismisses <laughs> class as he learns more information about this. <laughs> about this but uh, he acts so quickly. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Well, like, it's... It, we see why. It's, like, a world phenomenon, right? Like, it, it's... There's news indents. Everyone in the world is after these tickets to the Chocolate Factory, yeah. which is world famous. Um, and then, yeah, very quickly we like get to uh, Augustus Gloop is the first person to find it, you know? I, one thing I want to talk about with this is the uh, reporter has, like, uh, antlers behind his head in a really cute frame. Yeah. So, so nice. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I love little bits like that. 
Um, also, like, uh, Mr. Gloop here, it just is mid-interview. They're all eating, right? That's the, the Gloop thing, yeah. is that they're hungry all the time. Mr. Gloop, instead of answering the microphone, just bites the tip of it off, which I never yeah. noticed before. And that's oh, it's so, funny. so great. To the oh point where I was talking to a friend of the show about this movie, mm. and she... I'm just admitting names in case it's embarrassing. Okay. She started describing this scene from memory and couldn't finish the sentence from laughing at her <laughs> from eating the microphone. It's it so is good. great. I never noticed it before now. No, never. Mainly because I think I was fast-forwarding through this as a little kid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oh my god, I love it. Um, then we get uh, Charlie's birthday starting up of a great gig here. Um, very sad. It's like a, like a poor family birthday. They've given him a really nice um, red scarf. Yeah. Which is cool. Like, um... And then also, like, a bit of chocolate that he wants to share with everyone. Again, showing off his, like, selflessness. Yeah. Uh, it looks good, that chocolate. Then we've got the Veruca Salt introduction. I liked, um, maybe I'd had it, like, a mix of the remake and the original. And I just kind of remember the dad more as, like, a posh, like, my daughter. But I like that he's just stressed out trying to please this daughter. Yeah. She is very much running the show. Again, like, this is against type of the Roald Dahl thing, but, like... Yeah, she's in full control of this family. Yeah. And this dad's, like, scrambling to do everything for her, which is hilarious. Like, converted his entire factory to look for the golden tickets. Yeah. Um, I love that he describes that as shelling the um, chocolate bars, which is, like, the, the term he would use for shelling oh, yeah. peanuts, which is just a neat little detail, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've that- also got to give a huge shout-out to the Veruca Salt actress, uh, Julie Dawn Cole, who, like invented an entire trope of like spoiled brats oh my god she crushes it she's like the the best the like littlest twerp ever (laughs) yeah amazing she she, fantastic performance uh throughout yeah she loosely based on people she knew like from her school and stuff wow incredible like now any kids movie has a has a veruca salt in it like she's nailed it yeah the, I hope she's getting royalties from every single movie ever made. <laughs> wow, the richest. She like starts, yeah. she like becomes an actual Veruca Salt by yeah. just getting so rich, so good. Well, apparently she calls her daughter when her daughter. This was an amazing interview on her IMDb page. Mm. Um, every time her daughter acts up, she's like, "Oh, Veruca," and the daughter's like, "Oh, shamed into it." And then she's like, but I never have to do the same for my son. Because he doesn't act up. Wow, there you go. And I was like, man, those kids must have been there when they took that interview. <laughs> That's great. Favoritism, though. <laughs> Favoritism amongst yeah. the kids, though. Pretty rough. But hey. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, that's that's a great anecdote. <laughs> um, after, after this, we just got some more, like, fun little indents. There's, like, armed guards now protecting the Wonka bars as they're, like, loaded off a plane. Which is yeah. quite funny. Um, Tim Brooke Taylor makes a uh, little cameo here. He's one. Of, he's a. He's one of the goodies. If you know them. Oh yeah. Um, he's a great actor. He's like uh, designed a computer to try and find the Wonka bars. Oh, this was great as well. The yeah. oldest computer. Yeah, he carries this little performance. <laughs> yeah. The computer won't and help it's... him because it would be cheating. Is the is yeah. the joke. Amazing. And the computer's kind of bleeping and blooping along with the bleeping and blooping of Pink Floyd's hit song Money. So hey, good. hey there, we'll take it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got the ad money continues over some more over Violet getting interviewed. She's like, uh, yeah. her parents are like used car salesmen, I guess. 
Yeah. Um, the, also, the <laughs> the uh, subtitles have got suspenseful instrumental music here, <laughs> which I guess money could Again. be described as suspenseful. Maybe not. Yeah. It's a bit more bombastic than that, but... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's probably one of the least suspenseful. Yeah. It's the, it's, we're grooving. We're grooving oh, yeah. out there. Um, uh, yeah, so Charlie's mum gets visited at her wee, like, workplace. She's like a washerwoman, I think. Yeah. She's supporting these four grandparents doing nothing. Um, Charlie, Charlie's yeah. father, obviously, out of the picture here, much like a Pokemon protagonist. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's off leading the next factory, that, or the final factory that Charlie defeats. Oh my gosh, final factory seven. I love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, so the line, don't give me that goody, do goody good bullshit, uh, is a little preview here for just the the most intense song in any movie, I would say. Yeah. Um, if, if, she says, if you had a sack full of money, you probably wouldn't buy the ticket, which is pretty rough. Um, and then her yeah. song is just, it's really rough. Like, Charlie's walking home all sad, and she's saying mm. like don't don't be sad the whole point of the song she's saying like don't be sad your things will get better someday but also like don't dream too big is sort of the lesson <laughs> of the song which is <laughs> terrible it's something you shouldn't say to like a little kid of charlie's oh, age absolutely it's awful also not a great song um unrelated <laughs> Not, not a big fan. Yeah. The, the uh, line that the subtitles have, when this is starting up, it says melancholic instrumental music, mm. which I, I would argue is good for all of this album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the rare case where, you know how the album usually makes the movie sadder? Mm. This is the one case where the movie's like, don't worry, we've got this, we're sad enough. Yeah, we're keeping you happy. Everything's fine now. Yeah. Um, yeah, thankfully, yeah, money wraps up like just in time as the end of this song happens as well so we're, st- we're like it yeah. got us through the hard bit cheers for that floyd <laughs> cheers for that boys money can get you through hard times <laughs> that's the lesson <laughs> oh my god that's like such a subversion of what uh charlie's like charlie's mum's song's about amazing um yeah and what the pink floyd song's about yeah wow next we found like we found the worst lesson i think through that um, oh yeah that's great okay um Mike TV now. I've not really got anything about him that it, except that he finds no. finds his ticket and that his, dumb, his dad says that he can't have a gun until he's 12 years old. Yeah. Which is just a really funny bit. There's a lot of like little, like tiny little dialogue jokes here, which I, I really yeah. enjoy. Um, yeah. And then got us and them uh, as the, the newsreader is saying that there's only one ticket left and that we're all going to feel bad when it gets found if we don't win. And he's like, but don't worry about it. There's many more important things than that, than winning. And, but offhand, he can't remember what they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just more great lines. Um, uh, there was a scene cut from the film where someone goes and meets like a holy man and asks and talks about it with him. And the holy man just says, oh, life is meaningless if you don't get the ticket. And they had to cut that because wow. that was too brutal. Too far? <laughs> man yeah like yeah the, the next ones coming up are pretty pretty good as well like um yeah charlie and uh charlie and grandpa joe open a wee open a wee bar and don't find one and then have a wee hug they're like oh never yeah mind. um he like used his tobacco money or whatever uh but yet there's a lady that's auctioning oh th- no there's an auction of the last case of wonka bars left in the entire united kingdom 
that goes yeah. for five thousand pounds. And like the last line of that is that he asks your majesty if they want to buy it, which is just it's a sweet <laughs> wee bit. Um, and then my favorite one of these is the woman who, whose husband has been kidnapped <sighs> and yeah. in order to trade for her husband's life, she's got to give up her supply of Wonka bars <laughs> and she's really cut up about it. Oh, it's yeah. incredible. That should just be I do an, not remember the scene at all. It should just be an ad for Wonka bars. That whole thing yeah. is so funny. <laughs> oh my god i feel like maybe they cut the scene from the like colgate saturday feature version quite possibly a lot of the stuff i do not remember it but it's brutal yeah a lot of it's really bleak you know like yeah (laughs) but it's it's really really funny (laughs) so i'm i'm all for it (laughs) oh yeah but yeah um the next bit is uh yeah the last ticket gets found in paraguay but of course it's a fake you know uh uh, it's playing on like the on the news and um charlie's overhearing everything and they're like uh let him let him have one last dream (laughs) we'll tell him in the morning (laughs) he's like openly weeping it's really messed up yeah (laughs) yeah uh back in um turkentine's class charlie's like talking about uh they're doing percentages and kids have opened 100 chocolate bars and 150 chocolate bars and charlie's opened just two and yeah turkentine uh mishears him and is like oh 200 that's easy like out of a thousand that's this and he says no not 200 two and like again this is him being like like honest and serious about this thing you know like yeah. this is him being pure of heart like he could he could have just lied you know and said that he but and he's not ashamed of being poor you know yeah, yeah that's just a, another nice wee note and then Turk and Time being like, well, I can't do that. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's too hard. That's is too difficult. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, as his, as his astral reward, uh, young Charlie finds some money in a, in a gutter. And he yeah. and he buys a Wonka bar. He buys he buys a Scrum Diddlyumptious bar, which is, I don't think the tickets are available in those, so he fucked up there. But, um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't know at the time. Yeah. But then he... he out of the kindness of his heart, he buys another chocolate bar for his grandpa Joe. Yeah. Who bought him one. So he's like paying him back is the idea, I think. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, that he goes outside and the scandals all over the papers that the fifth ticket was fake. And, um, but Charlie discovers his one. It's amazing. Like it's, it's we're in any color you like when he, uh, finds his, his, yeah ticket. um again nothing really syncing up at this point but hey uh, <laughs> oh no uh then like some woman sees that he's got his ticket fucking terrifying she gets like swamped by people i imagine that this is what would actually yeah. happen if you like discovered one of these tickets out in the in the middle of i don't know middle of the street but he gets like crushed mm. it's horrible only gets saved by his like uh employer his like newspaper round guy was like run home oh is that who that is yeah it's the guy who does the like paper round at the start of the, uh, the start yeah of the film, yeah because he has a name in the subtitles and it's like oh that's nice yeah they yeah they he, he's like run home run straight home charlie <laughs> don't stop don't stop for nothing but yeah Bl- bloody he bloody does stop yeah. he runs into evil david letterman yeah here he is is it actually david letterman 
No. Because <laughs> I would love it if it was. He does kind of yeah. look like him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So much so. Got a big old scar on his face. He's slug worth. It just asks, yeah. does the, like, everlasting gobstopper proposition here um, offers him, like, 10 grand. Pretty yeah. pretty serious money for, for a poor wee kid. Um, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, then we got brain damage playing as he returns home. Uh, and then, like, he... Like gets Grandpa Joe out of bed, who hasn't he hasn't gotten out in twenty years, and then Grandpa yeah. Joe's singing his song about how he has a golden ticket, which we talked about. <laughs> Pretty ruthless. And his dancing does kind of work with Eclipse when that starts. Yeah, it does yeah. actually. Yeah, he did. Like when they're spinning round, like he gets more and more yeah. spry as the as the song goes on, able to like dance around the room. And there, yeah, they start spinning round, and that's really in time with um, Eclipse, mm. which is pretty nice. And then yeah, uh, uh, unfortunately the the that wraps up as there's still mid song basically. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we get the heartbeats as we're going into the factory, which is nice. Yeah. So it's pretty much a full div- full play of the album dividing the two halves of the movie. Yeah, I know. I'll take that. That's like not bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a nice bow on the whole first part, like the finding tickets portion of the movie. Yeah. Um, and then, yes, so we're all gathering at the entrance of the factory, the start of the next play. Um, there's a zoom in on the clock of 10 a.m. as we're still, like, in uh, Speak to Me here. And then, like, the yeah. door opens at the exact start of the song Breathe, which I really yeah. love. So, like, the door, like, swings open of its own accord as well. Um, and Willy is like, hobbling out and he's, like, using his cane to uh get to the get to the end like it's bending a hell of a lot which i didn't notice before um <laughs> oh. um but yeah and then he does his uh forward roll you know about this like um yeah okay yeah so we should talk about it i guess like Jim. yes <laughs> it'd be weird if we were just like you know about this yeah and the listeners and they're like, like what no i don't think gareth did know what they what it okay. was <laughs> do you want to talk about it then yeah of course uh go ahead no <laughs> oh, what do you unless you want to talk about something different no no no. it's fine okay uh <laughs> after you no uh the yeah so oh. the forward roll um he's like pretending to be this old ass man and then he like does a wee roll and he jumps up uh like he, yeah he's absolutely fine and the whole point of this was uh gene wilder would only sign on to the film if he could do this at the start of the film uh, at, at, yeah. at the start as his first appearance because then you could never trust him you'd never understand or you never know whether he's telling the full truth or not if he does this yeah you know? so he's got this ear of mystery about him and that sort of sums up the whole character honestly and that like absolutely you can't get a read on whether he is uh serious in his delivery a lot of, of a lot of his lines or if he's like being tongue-in-cheek is the whole idea right yeah yeah that's an amazing suggestion. It's just bonkers that he brought that up as his one caveat to doing the film. Yeah, it's great. It's a like yeah. really good piece of like physical acting as well. Like, oh yeah, it took him two weeks to learn the um, the fall. Oh man, and the flip. It's so it adds so much drama. It's really really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here he is. Um, right, like he does, the forward roll also aligns perfectly. Like he rolls into breathe breathes vocals starting up. <laughs> yeah which i'm all for that so this whole like opening bit has synced really well with breathe which i'm into um yeah and then yeah he's like meeting everyone on the run as they're like heading in 
more little like fun little dialogue bits there but yeah uh inside the factory gareth they've got these like yeah. creepy hands very labyrinth-esque Ugh. yeah i forgot about those yeah they're like grabbing the coats and stuff um he says there's little surprises around every corner but nothing dangerous um which is a lie yes but all right absolutely uh <laughs> Then he, the the huge ass contract on the wall here with the the text getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller as it goes down. Yeah, just a really good visual gag. Um, oh yeah, some good like adult, like uh, adults. This is what it's like. Yeah, kind of satire. No, like he, he people are refusing to sign the contract, but they are um he, they won't get in if they don't sign it. And it's <laughs> I guess how yeah. he gets away with all the insane shit that happens in this factory. But hey. It's all in this massive contract that is on the wall. And, and there's a very sad line of like, go ahead, sign it, Charlie. We've got nothing to lose. Yeah, really rough. Yeah. We're in the most dire straits already. There's nothing in this contract that could possibly make things worse. Oh, brutal. Oh no, it says Willy Wonka gets all our cabbage soup. No! Oh, the cabbage soup, clause. <laughs> Damn it, Wonka. You're taking everything from me. Just yeah. when I thought you couldn't take everything, you did. Ruthless. You're a crook. You're a crook. A swindler. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah. She cast you as Grandpa Joe. Oh, mate. I would love. I would love that role. <laughs> It'd be a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> Just pretending to be an old ass <laughs> man and then like dancing around. I get to do the fizzy lifting drinks thing. Great. Oh yeah. More for it. Joe's, Joe's got some good lines. A lot of people say that he's the villain of the movie, like the secret villain. But I, I'm, a, oh, yeah. I, I like it, and that like he's leading Charlie astray at the a bit of the way. He so is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I mean, I don't know about it. He got, he walked pretty easily. He could have been helping this family out. He did, right? Like I'm not one to shame people on that, but Grandpa Joe. Yeah, potential criminal. And it's yeah. Let us know. Listeners. I reckon. Yeah. I reckon he was a real criminal. Oh wow! He realized if he got into this bed, he can just live it, like live under cover for twenty years. Statue of Liberty, uh, Statue of Limitations. Sorry, <laughs> Statue of Liberty passed, and the Statue of Limitations passed, and he's oh. like, now he's free to return to the public and own a factory. Yeah, there you go. It's, it was he's it's he's playing the longest con. He's yeah. left over from the sting. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, so good. Okay. uh... There's a crash, the crash sound on the run plays as we move into the little, tiny little stripey room, which I always forget happens here. Yeah, same. It's like, they, like it's, it's a weird fucking room, but like, the point of it is that they're all just like, bumping into each other and stuff and getting turned around as they're scrambling in this really small room, but then they go through the door that they came in, and they, it's different to the one, they, there's room beyond is different than the one that they yeah. came from, so that's weird. Like messing yeah. with space, I guess, in this factory to getting turned around. Pretty fun. He also I'm going to think this factory might be a bit strange. Whoa, hey, maybe. Um, they go down <laughs> a little uh, forced perspective hallway here, which is a really fun little visual gag. Yeah, the like, especially like Mike TV's parents' uh, mum saying like, "He's not getting he's, the door's not getting smaller. He's getting bigger." Yeah. It's like, lady, <laughs> so good. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, like, gets the end, plays a little ditty on a piano to unlock the door. Um, yeah, I really which love... doesn't sync up. No, it doesn't sync us. up at all. 
but i i really love that this door is really really small and when he opens it it's huge on the other side just oh yeah such a sweet little touch there um when they're going to the big chocolate room um yeah yeah it's, it's what it's it's like a huge chocolate garden the famous this is what everyone thinks of when they think of charlie and the chocolate factory right like oh definitely number one uh number one mental image this room um he says this is the room where dreams become reality and reality becomes dreams which is yeah. wild um and then yeah he's singing pure imagination as uh oh but we're hearing time <laughs> yeah time's vocal coming in blaring in like take it away like over the top of pure imagination starting up amazing um it's almost like we could hear it if pink floyd weren't just like hooning away over top (laughs) yeah it's it's so like when this happens it is i don't think it's been more incongruous here because like pure pure imagination is such a classic song that i feel like everyone knows like some of the words too and you can sort of feel the music to it and then just having time over top is so it's, it's never felt more out of place i thought yeah but yeah i guess this is this comes with the territory of doing musicals so we're gonna soldier on yeah a lot of fun little vid- like visual gags here like little uh like, yeah uh little like uh what do you call them gummy beers and the trees and gobstoppers and stuff all over the place um and the chocolate river yeah pouring, pouring away uh i love that this river is actually chocolate and water but it just does not look like it It looks gross um yeah i don't think they could get the consistency right uh this is one thing that the tim burton movie does do right is that this oh, room yeah. is pretty cool in there it's very tim burtony obviously but they do get the consistency of the chocolate river right <laughs> yeah um it looks like actual that chocolate. was probably yeah, that was probably the whole reason they made the film, was just like, guys, we figured out how to get a good chocolate river, and it's like, alright, let's all make right, a film around it's time. it. Tim was just furious, like, that they that they had done it wrong in the previous scene, and, like, him, he had, <laughs> yeah. like, extensive talks with James Cameron trying to get his, like, green water that he invented, and yeah, yeah. that's it's all green screened, it's all James <laughs> yeah. water, or whatever we called it, and that, oh, oh so gross. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and this is also the oompa loompas first appearance how do you feel about oompa oh, yeah. loompas scareth thoughts i've got a couple big questions about the oompa loompas mainly you could live in happiness too like the oompa loompa doopity do yeah do they live in much happiness uh i guess so that the, the uh, wonka says that he saved them from their like native environment where they there's yeah. monsters and stuff that devour them all the time vermicious canids and things like that yeah um but i don't know that that it's very much indentured servitude right they're just here at the factory working away um, yeah i think in the book they're being paid in uh cocoa beans yeah which they love i mean but... if they love them i guess that's okay but it's very much we need to call osha on <laughs> on this whole thing i <laughs> yeah. think it's pretty fucked there's a lot of issues here uh but yeah yeah and also they're supposed to be fun loving and like love pranks and teasing and stuff but their song is just so mournful and judgmental oh my like, god they're yes. enjoying singing it i don't think you see any of them smile they're very somber no. all the time um yeah and yeah their songs are very dark and upsetting <laughs> yeah um so good veruca says that she wants an oompa loompa now which i really like um yeah yeah she's like the 
Yeah, but the Oompa-Loompas, their their songs are very good. I think. I think they're like, yeah. The recurring Oompa Loompa song here is great in this. Everyone knows the tune to that as well. But mm. for whatever reason, in the remake, the 2005 one, they decided that the Oompa Loompa songs would be all different genres and stuff. Yeah. And it, all written and sung by Danny Elfman. Yeah. And the, yeah, there's a great gag in it, though, when someone points out that, like, there's no way these Oompa Loompas are just coming up with this song. Did they write it beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> that, like, that did is they know bit. this was going to happen? Yeah, the issue I have with it in that um, movie is that you can't follow the lyrics. Um, the, it's yeah. mixed really badly and that like the music's really, really loud and you just can't track what the Oompa Loompas are saying because they also sing in like oh. all different like pitches of voice. Yeah. It's like sometimes they're pitched up and sometimes they're pitched down, but none of them are ever like standard human speech. Um, yeah. But yeah, I found that really hard to follow what they were saying, which is kind of a shame. Um, but also in this, uh, in the Oompa Loompa songs in this movie, um, a lot of the time the lyrics are like flashing up on screen and like really weird yes. curvy fonts and stuff. We're pretty much getting like, I wrote down the Oompa Loompas drop their official lyric video. Yeah. So they haven't got the proper video ready, but you know, they'll drop the <laughs> lyric video. They'll do the interview with Zane Lowe. You know, it's the single release day. Still coming on. Yeah. Coming on later. Yeah. One of them drops a freestyle on <laughs> yeah. Sirius XM. <laughs> amazing the oompa loompa freestyles i want them now um yeah me and me and Veruca. they do a cover in the bbc live lounge <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what would you want what song would you want most to be covered by an oompa loompa gary <laughs> oh that's such a good question uh, is it old town road oh that's a great answer yeah i love that i want to hear gangster's <laughs> paradise in oompa loompa song, yes. song version oh, oh. great stuff Great content here that on the pod. That would be... Oh my god, that would be so good. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the impetus of this is that um, Augustus Gloop, he falls in the chocolate river because he's picking out yeah. too much. And then he gets sucked up into a wee pipe. Um, <clears throat> one, Probably my favourite line in the film um, is that like uh, Augustus's mum is freaking out about this and she's like... Wonka do something, and Wonka delivers the line. He's just like, help, police, murder. <laughs> yeah. Like, completely deadpan. Not at all yeah. engaged. So good. <laughs> and it's a beautiful anti-sync as well, because that's exactly when the big, great gig in the Sky vocals kick in. Yeah. <laughs> He's not at all freaking out, but everyone else is. Yeah. Um, yeah, poor Augustus gets wedged in the pipe, and then shot out like a gun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> old uh, grandpa joe says remember when i told you how a gun fires <laughs> to charlie it's like what the hell all right uh but yeah getting sent off another hint to his criminal past yeah there you go sorry <laughs> i'll teach you how to use this gun boy when you turn 12 like mike tv <laughs> yeah um yeah he's getting shot off to the boiler uh and that's no good so uh he plays his no. little flute to summon the oompa loompas to help it out <laughs> yeah the little flute is a good recurring bit i like this um yeah uh but yeah they uh they they then they sing their wee their song with the the great font work their lyric video plays yeah so there we go um and then yeah at the end of great gig uh we've got the that ties up nicely at the, at the end of that sequence and we've got like um the nice wee boat coming out the the boat the famous boat ride the boat of nightmares 
Yeah. Uh, another. Now, this is probably why you chose this film, right? It was because of this boat. Yes, exactly. This is the most Pink Floydy yeah. bit. I wanted to see what would happen here. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> this aligns with money, which I feel like is the least. Yes. It's like the least scary part of the album. <laughs> yeah you know i was so angry i wrote in full caps trippy boat sequence set to pink floyd's least trippy song i know and then i drew an angry face it sucks yeah maybe it made yeah. me upset this boat ride is the craziest part of any kids movie i think i've ever seen oh yeah it's like it shows like animals getting beheaded and like centipedes crawling over people's faces <laughs> and shit it's just stuff that shouldn't be in a kids movie <laughs> it's wild and it would have been so perfect because this scene reminds me so much of like being a kid sleeping in a car trip waking up and dad's playing his pink floyd cd and just getting terrified right it's it should match but ugh, yeah. we get nothing it's so so frustrating you know ugh, we're yeah. gonna move on past it i think it's the only way okay but yeah we're just getting too steamed yeah man we're gonna melt all the chocolate we're holding i do i do want to say that veruca not not, not veruca um uh violet says what is this a yeah. freak out <laughs> which is just such a <laughs> weird line i love it um yeah but yeah we move past that freak out and go to the inventing room not too much going on in here there's like well there's a lot going on in there but not too much to talk about <laughs> there's like exploding yeah. candy for your enemies uh <laughs> there's a weird line about butterscotch and butter gin and like veruca's yeah. father's like you on the take or something like that it's like what <laughs> and, and then he yeah. says like candy is dandy but liquor is quicker <laughs> and i'm like i don't like what that is implying <laughs> willy no. wonka that is not good i don't think willy wonka knows what it means it sounds like he's just heard it once and he's like oh, this is how you talk to he does adults. yeah he does throw out idioms like crazy and stuff and he's always yeah. speaking in like different languages and things that i don't think he has a full grasp on like it wouldn't surprise no. me if he's just throwing around crazy things that he's heard um but yeah he's like yeah the person who's trying to appear smart at a party <laughs> absolutely <laughs> And it's worked on the Oompa Loompas for this long. And it's like, oh yeah, it'll work on He's been too. gaslighting these Oompa Loompas since the beginning, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ruthless. Um, oh. We're getting us and them over the everlasting gobstoppers sequence with this, like, machine that's covered up with crazy fabrics and stuff. Um, they all get given one. Veruca Salt does the classic fingers behind your back yeah. when you tell a lie. You ever do this? Um, I didn't, but I learned from TV about it, and I thought, like, oh, yeah, that's the only legal way you can tell a lie. Like, in a court of law, you're going to be fine. Oh, right. <laughs> um, don't try that, listeners. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it doesn't work if you're under oath. <laughs> yeah. What go. about you? Nah, never done it. Never, like, well, never done it in earnest, I don't think. I might have yeah. done it, like, as a joke or as a bit, but... Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, anyway, maybe as a little kid. I don't remember. Uh, the Everlasting Gobstopper made me really sad, though, because do you remember Nestle yes. owned a Wonka company? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Nestle in New Zealand put out some... I don't know. I think New Zealand, Australia, they did this, possibly UK as well. Yeah. They were putting out um, Wonka-branded chocolates and candies and things based on yeah. based on the products in the book and the movie, etc. Um, and the Everlasting Gobstoppers, they did release, but... and. They didn't last forever, Gareth. 
No. Um, bit of a shame. They were good. I like. I liked the Gobstoppers. They like changed yeah, colors. Yeah, they changed color and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was. But neat. like, it's so sad because this is like the beautiful like dare I say socialist dream that a poor kid can buy <laughs> one candy and it's going to last them all year. So regardless of how much money they have, they're going to get to enjoy candy. Yeah. And then Nestle, the most evil company, <laughs> buys that name and is just like, yeah, here's a gobstopper that'll last 10 minutes. Yeah, come back when you've finished it. Come back when you get some more money, child. <laughs> We're going to go punch an orangutan or something. Oh my god. Oh, wow. This podcast yeah. notably not sponsored by Nestle. Holy shit. <laughs> no. Woo! Um... <laughs> Yeah, no. I, I liked a lot of the, the chocolates and stuff that they came up with, but yeah, that's definitely... Oh, nerds. Definitely, nerds were amazing. Yeah, oh, for sure. Definitely anti uh, what this this candy stands for, though. Quite ironic. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, next little bit is the three-course dinner gum that, of course, Violet yes. goes for. Another cool idea. They didn't manage to get this, Nestle. <laughs> they couldn't work <laughs> out how to get a three-course uh, dinner into gum form, much like Wonka could yeah. in the film. Because uh, they get to the dessert and then you turn into a blueberry. It's the only way. Yeah, that's just how it goes. She blows up into a big blueberry. Her costume is really, really funny here. It's so good. Yeah, classic, classic Wonka thing of just like her big blue outfit. It's really nice, like um, uh, costuming detail that she's been wearing blue this whole time. As like yeah, uh, like to blow up into a big blueberry at the end of the film. Very, very good. Really annoyingly, um, in the remake, she's wearing blue, and then when she turns into a blueberry, the colour of her clothes change to a different shade of blue. What? It's like, oh, guys. What the hell? What is the point? Come on, Tim. That's just poor planning. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you playing at, mate? Ah, <sighs> disgraceful. Um, don't hate me, Tim. I love you, really. Um, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't knock my door down. Uh, yeah, they roll yeah. her off to the juicing room, Gareth. This young yeah. lady, she's, they're going to squeeze the juice out of her. <laughs> yeah. Oh my <sighs> god. Um, and, and then, the, yeah, there they is, go to the next, there's a, to the wallpaper. Yeah, little minor sync just before this. Um, there is a oh, yeah. dialogue about uh, having good manners will go far. On that, oh, yeah. that aligns perfectly with the good manners not costing nothing ad lib bit at the oh, end of yeah. that track. Yeah, really nice. Uh, but yeah, good on you. Little, just a, just a cheeky wee sink there at the end. We're still, we're still keeping oh. track. And like getting back of, yeah. after the boat thing, it's okay. Um, yeah, the yeah. the lickable wallpaper. The snozberries taste like snozberries as they do. You know. Yeah. He also says the line here when Veruca like, uh, says like talks back about these snozberries. His response is, "We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of the dreams." Which is, it could be Pink Floyd, like, lyrics. Absolutely. <laughs> it's also what I'm going to say next time someone has been checkmated at an argument. <laughs> it's really good. It's a really good response. Because <laughs> it means absolutely nothing. Yeah. But it's great stuff. Um, and then, yeah, we get the fizzy lifting drinks sequence. Where Grandpa Joe leads Charlie astray. They're going to yeah. drink the fizzy lifting drinks. Very terrifying. I remember being very scared of this as a little kid when they're flying way too... Like, more, yeah, possibly more scared of this than the boat thing, which is wild. 
Just getting cut <laughs> yeah. up by a fan is quite realistic fear. Yeah. Um, well, I guess you're more likely to, you know, fans, ceiling fans are part of your day. Yeah, as right. A child, it could be like, real. Trippy boats, not so much. Yeah. Fan death. Look out for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So flying, flying around to any color you like before this, though, quite serene. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Going, going, that works really well. Going a bit too high and then gonna die to the fan. He says. <laughs> If you don't, he's got you gotta burp, Charlie is like one of the lines that people say as well. But he's like, if, if yeah. you don't, it'll cut you to ribbons, which I don't remember <laughs> from the from the film. But that's a wild thing to tell a child. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you don't, it'll and cut the scary you to like guitars of any color you like kick in as soon as they kind of realize like, oh, we're not having a good time. We're gonna hit this fan yeah. and become ribbons. Yeah, we'll be torn to pieces. Oh. Yeah, they manage to get out of it though by doing their burp, and they figure it out the puzzle. Um, yeah, yeah, and then it's on to the geese that lay the golden eggs. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't don't tell them it's it's not Easter. Oh yeah, I love that little bit. <laughs> yeah, because it's like October when they're here. It's October first. Yeah, October. Yeah, um, and yeah, like <laughs> they're wor- he's tricking them into like working harder, <laughs> which is pretty ruthless to these poor geese. Animal cruelty yeah. potentially. Um, I do like that the the thing that tells them whether the eggs are good or bad is called an egg decator, which is yeah, a sweet little pun. Um, and Grandpa Joe improvises the educated educator. Yeah, amazing. Which, to be honest, is just repeating the pun, but you know, it's good enough. Good on. I like it. it yeah. Wonk is writing that down furiously. <laughs> yeah. Next tour. He's like more puns. Oh my god. He tried. I think he spends the remaining scenes like doing as many puns as he can to try and one up Grandpa Joe. <laughs> like that's really why he lets Grandpa Joe to come to the factory. He's like, I'm gonna destroy him. Pun games on Thunderdome. He's, he's really yeah. worthy successor in this family line. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, uh, Faruka wants a golden goose. Uh, the the golden geese, gooses and geeses is what she says. Yeah. And then to, she drops... She sings a solid gold jam. Yep. Don't care how I want it now. Yeah. A great track. Really, really funny. Yeah. Again, written before, like, before any of the script was written. They just had the book. <laughs> so, yeah. That's pretty sweet. Um, and it probably... Because it does feel like we haven't had a musical moment in ages, and it kind of... Yeah. It's, it's a nice holdover It feels one. a bit, like, jarring, but I love it. Yeah, it's the only one of the kids that gets their own song, which I quite like yeah. as well. It's, it is it is a solid gold jam, though. Um, in the bloody Tom and Jerry version, Slugworth sings this as a duet with her. What the uh, hell? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild that he's in the factory, but all right. Um, yeah. Because he notably can't get in uh, as a rule. It's why the whole plot, it dismantles the whole plot, really, that he's there. Tom and Jerry better explain that. Come on, Tom. They they can't because they don't do a lot of speaking, from what I remember. (laughs) No. Um, Anyway, she goes down the chute because she's a bad egg, Gareth. Yeah. And uh, I like that it lingers on the shot for ages. Presumably we're hearing her going down the chute or something like that. But yeah, it sticks on the shot for a really long time. Yeah. Um. He says that he thinks that the furnace is lit only every other day, so she has a sporting chance of surviving. <laughs> Ruthless. So scary. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's so smart that a lot of this, the scarier implications of all this stuff is being delivered, like, in dialogue where kids aren't going to really put it together. 
Like little kids aren't going to get oh, yeah. how much danger she's in. Yeah. She's like, oh, she's just gone down the chute. Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, this is um when it because there've been like we said, there's been some amazing like every TV show's done a parody of Willy Wonka. Like everyone knows the story. Yeah. This is when it hit me. If they called me up and they're like, look. You know, we've figured out even better chocolate water. We need to make another remake. Yeah. What if there's a point in the film when Charlie and Grandpa Joe realize that's not Willy Wonka. <gasps> this is just some, like, Whoa. Hans Gruber-esque guy who's just, like, bluffing his way. And the Oompa Loompa are his, like, henchman. He's trying to get the secret formula. He's kidnapped the real Willy Wonka who's doing some sort of diehard thing to kind of escape. Wow. And it's like, yeah, it's a full, like die-hardy tower heist kind of business inside the magical willy wonka world i'd be into that that sounds really good oh my god yeah right the nakatomi you don't that, you just suddenly drop that twist wow yeah i like it yeah man yeah like the... hit us up hollywood <laughs> hit us up you're listening to episode we're 20 away... right <laughs> yeah well we're giving away so many good ideas oh, and like you know just having fun with them let's just get this one made yeah they're making films in new zealand yeah good shout outs to yeah. shout outs to our film commission we'll get we'll get onto it all right yeah just give us the what rights to willy wonka okay we <laughs> yeah. they're dead after tim did his his number on them so we yeah it's only it's, he did that so we can have these rights changed. oh there you go he, he knew he knew he's like the water's yeah. still not ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm happy with it but i'm not happy with it if you know what i mean um yeah anyway the oompa loompas deliver their wee song here over eclipse and they're grooving yeah. away they're loving it um bopping up and down <laughs> i just I, I just enjoy seeing the oompa loompas there's a more great yeah. font work as well like oh yeah very um into the void kanye west all of the lights music video yeah totally just kind of like happening. flashing up on screen very intense yeah. fonts I'm into it um yeah there we go uh playthrough three begins uh oh, the yeah. wonka mobile which is powered by ginger ale and all kinds of stuff that tickles your nose gareth <laughs> uh yes it's like spewing foam all over them but yeah thankfully they uh go through the wonka wash at the end which cleans them all up uh, and very cleanly divides as they go through from dirty to clean it divides uh playthrough two and playthrough three yes it does the heartbeats are aligned like liked. either side yeah. of that sequence which is pretty nice um oh yeah yeah uh the wonka mobile itself is a really dumb thing <laughs> they get like oh yeah they go like about 30 feet i want to say <laughs> yeah on this. very slowly very messily <laughs> yeah but it's fine it's just a weird little yeah. sequence that they built we, we have this crazy brass tram thing <laughs> we yeah. better use it um anyway uh and then the the wonka vision room gareth is next yes i love this uh everyone's has to wear these like white jumpsuits visually very interesting this whole thing oh yeah uh very like stanley uh Kubrick. yeah absolutely there's a giant uh like monochromatic like mono white uh film camera that's being operated by the oompa loompas like even yeah. more forced perspective because they're really little and the camera's really huge which is yeah great um yeah it's uh pretty great they're like they do the whole uh wonka the tv the wonka vision thing with the this is really weird to explain but he's like has a massive bar of chocolate 
which he sends through the airways and you can pluck it out of your tv as if you're watching the air yeah um but it gets way smaller when you do that you've for trans like i don't know how this works like the ma- i think i was roll dialed and quite understand tv but yeah it's still nice. it's some some magic stuff i do like that you see all the data in the ear floating above the heads. yeah that looks really pretty cool. cute pretty cartoony um yeah uh but then bloody mike tv thinks you know he doesn't take it as this beautiful free chocolate world no. every ad you get a bar of chocolate he's like no nah, transport Person, transport me, me man a small cowboy yeah he this like to be fair to mike tv to be the first person transported via wonka vision like that's one for the guinness world record book surely yeah true like first yeah, person he, no one's taking that away from yeah him. first person to be shrunk by tv <laughs> yeah. pretty wild um yeah that's he like becomes famous of in his own right i think from this like world's smallest child <laughs> yeah right um but yeah anyway uh, he, and then he gets wheeled off to, we get, the, yeah. to the taffy stretching machine. He, like Wonka delivers a really fun little line to one of the Oompa Loompas. The Oompa Loompa has like concerns about this and whispers something to him, and he's like, "No, I won't hold you responsible." <laughs> like just to the just yeah. to the Oompa Loompa. <laughs> it's amazing. It just like implies yeah. so much by saying so little there. <laughs> really great. Um, and yeah, we got on, on the run over the final Oompa Loompa song here where they're like jumping yeah. up and down in their suits. This one is the most acrobatic of their performances, I think. Each of their performances get more, like better yeah, as they go. I would say so. Which is similar to um, in the remake. Yeah. At the, like, uh, they at get, the like, tight TV the st- studio is the best one, you reckon, then? And the, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe not the best, but the most, like, the Oompa Loompas have put in the most effort. All right. We'll take it. But yeah. yeah. I do- Again, raising the question of, like, how'd they know this was all going to happen but you know i don't know i i do just think i love this one the most because of their costumes (laughs) they've all got the like tv studio costumes on and like again i i don't tend to think about the oompa loompas in their usual garb i always think of them in this like tv studio setup (laughs) just because oh that's awesome yeah i just because i think it's cooler looking (laughs) yeah (laughs) they got their like little these are like if you're playing super smash bros roll dial edition yeah. you'd be switching their outfit to this yeah this is their alt costume for sure yeah, yeah. pretty sweet pretty slick looking another brilliant idea hollywood yeah but all right give us give us the roll dial <laughs> smash brothers crossover that the fans crave <laughs> yeah oh my gosh oh, we the fans are craving the bfg is so op in that game holy crap um oh yeah that yeah <laughs> hey my brother would always choose the bfg <laughs> he knows what's and good I've, I thought playing as Matilda I'd get way more psychic powers, but they kind of, yeah, nah. they kind of nerfed her a little. Nah, no good. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's keep going. We've got not that much left now. We're heading into um, uh, Wonka's office. Yeah. Like, everything's cut in half in his office for some reason. Never explained. Just like... That was entirely that they just didn't want to have a boring office set after such a magical place, so they quickly chop stuff in half that's awesome i, I didn't know that fact yeah. that that rules because a lot of these visual gags are really really good and they're like yeah. half a clock with half of a pendulum swinging along i kind of wish that that yeah. was on screen for time but we're, we'll allow it um what can we do yeah there's i just i my favorite thing that he has here is the the harper like bust of a face like a porcelain yeah. bust and that's what he hangs his hat on which i think is really really good just a cool visual i'd love that for my real room yes it's very vaporwave it's sweet yeah um yeah but yeah then he's 
pissed off because they stole fizzy lifting drinks, Gareth. Oh, and that, line. that line aligns with the bloody clocks. All the clocks yes. go off. Where as soon as he says, you stole fizzy lifting drinks. Oh my god. So intense. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that, that we got an alignment there. Ooh. Yeah, one of our better clocks in a while. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, when he's yelling at about, he said, he does the I said good day thing, uh, which is another yeah, iconic another iconic line. Uh, Grandpa Joe says that he's just going to get one over on Wonky here and that he would give the gobstopper to Slugworth to get like the money out of Again, it. Again, villainous. Yeah, but um, Charlie hands it back to him. Again, pure of heart. And he passed the test, yeah. Gareth. He says the line so shines a good deed in a weary world, which is yeah. fantastic dialogue. And then um, another could just be a Pink Floyd lyric. Oh, so nice, uh, very poetic. Um, and yeah, uh, Mr. Wilkinson comes out. He was Slugworth all along. It was all a ruse yeah. to try and find someone worthy of taking over the factory, Gareth. And it's great. They fly away yeah. in the Wonka Vater, um, jumping up into the ceiling. This- uh, yeah. Again, Grandpa Joe is being terrified of being cut to ribbons <laughs> once again. <laughs> he says that line again, which I love. Um, but yeah, then they're, they're flying <laughs> yeah. over the little town with all the little red roofs. It's lovely. And then, yeah. Yeah. The movie wraps up with... And we get this odd... Like, I don't know how I feel about this final line. Yeah. But, like, did you hear the story about the man who got everything he wanted? He lived, what is it? He lived happily well, ever after. Well, he lived happily ever after. Yeah. I, I yeah. think it's... I, I kind of like it in that it, like, implies, like, a certain... Something sinister, but then it's, like, a, another bait and switch, right? Yeah. Like... It's very in character. It just feels like a... Like, as a message, it seems a bit weird. Yeah, it's a weird final line for the film, for sure. But, like, yeah. yeah it, I think definitely in keeping with uh, Wonka's character. But, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. We get the credits rolling over the back half of time, and that's it that's our time and that's it <laughs> uh what did you think how did it sink lay it on me well so every episode i try to do a bit of research just in case we're missing like a huge thing this movie's got to do with pink floyd oh. and like people might get mad yeah um people this on youtube someone's made the dark side of chocolate where they have the um boat scene playing to on the run oh wow and it bloody works yeah i can imagine that would work pretty well but yeah it doesn't align yeah. if you are doing it from start to finish so yes as is the ru- the law yeah as as are the rules of our eternal contract uh <laughs> yeah and um apparently like there's a whole website that we've somehow missed called moviesyncs.com oh wow yeah are they which d- is just this one guy oh cool um he goes artist by artist an artist that he likes and what movies he's been told they sync with. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's and, doing um, our podcast, but a lot more focused. <laughs> yes. Great. Okay. And like, I, I mean, based off just a couple of clicks, the guy's adorable. He uh-huh. like talks about the red hot chili peppers and says that the latest album syncs with big hero six. That's and then great. He, like, updated the page after he saw a red hot chili peppers concert with his friends and he just like tells you about that oh i like that a lot yeah cool well i hope his website's moviesyncs.com moviesyncs.com um, shout outs to you yeah you'd love to have you on the pod oh my god yes that's great um and his big takeaway is that rush's album uh 2212 mm. is supposed to be the thing that syncs with this movie okay 
I'd, I'd yeah. love Rush, so I'm into that. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Yeah. I might do that in my um, own time to check and report oh, back. If you want to. Yeah. Yeah, Don't hold me to it. It's, I'm not, there's no eternal contract binding me to do that, but maybe. No. Rush haven't um, greeted us in the night and made us sign a contract in blood. Have we not mentioned our blood contract with Pink Floyd on the show yet? Mm, I don't think so. And I think 20 episodes in is the time to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, just if you're wondering. They arose. We were just like minding our own business. They appeared at night. Yeah, instruments and all. Out of the ground. Yeah. And uh, made us... Speaking of instruments, um, that's the sound of them drumming in the background, if that's coming through. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, they uh, made us sign a blood oath. Uh, with, yeah. With both our blood and their blood, weirdly. But, um... Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> and there was a lot of blood already on the page that I don't know who's that yeah, was. Yeah, it's a very bloody ordeal, but uh, we got, we got yeah. through it, and uh, that's why we're doing the pod, so... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, let's give this film a rating. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm feeling I want to I want to say middle of the road, like five here. The boat thing really upset yeah. me, and that like it was so off. I imagine it would work really well with on the run, but like since it was off so badly, there were some other good sinks yeah. though, like, um, but nothing too crazy. Big sink valleys, you know. So yes. I'm feeling a fire. And yeah, I almost want to punish it for missing the, dare I say, missing the boat. Yeah. The boat sink. Missing the most important sink of the film, I reckon. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll lock it in at a five, I reckon. I'm happy with that. Yeah. All right. That sounds great. Mark it on the graphs. What are we... Mark it on your graphs. Mark graph. it on your graphs. I love that we tell people to make graphs. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. What What are we doing? What is the next the next film, Gareth? Oh. 21. Oh. Is it twenty one? Um, yeah, it's our twenty first. Yeah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna tell embarrassing our friends stories. and family over. Yeah. Gonna give each other keys with that our friends have signed. It's our twenty first. Am I gonna do twenty one shots over the course of this pod? <laughs> Find out. <laughs> ah. Um So we're like Hmm. I actually haven't decided the film yet, so okay. I'm trying to I'm writing this poetry on the fly. Oh, wow. You're haikuing it. Yeah. Sweet. You know, we're hunting for these sinks, you know. These oh. sinks can sometimes be very small, very tiny things, but they're very important to us. Okay. Yeah. You know? Like, if we don't find these sinks, our, like, it's like we won't be able to inherit some sort of, like, old... <laughs> Mm, house i'd almost say yeah okay. like the house of joy i feel like the house of i feel like this stuff would be appearing in very small font at the bottom of our blood oath contract yes yeah, yeah. um you know so we've got like the stakes are high but the sinks are small yeah. and crafty crafty sinks um and to really honest honor that i think that we have to check out 1997's american black comedy slapstick film Mouse hunt. Oh baby. <laughs> I'm hype. I'm ready. Yeah. Also um, requested by a friend. Yeah. Another request. Yeah. We take requests. If you want to request a film, get in touch with us at Pod on Twitter, at our Facebook feeds or something. Call us up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let us know. Find us personally. Any way you can. Or Carry a pigeon. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Find it. Get at us and we'll... we'll reach a request at some point in the future um hell yeah i've been hyped for some mouse yeah hunt. until then oh gosh until then though um 
I've been Gareth Blackler. I've been James Barron. And we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. If you want to view a paradise, <laughs> simply look around and view it. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Oompa loompa doo. You should listen to Sing Floyd on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Again, we like this show. <laughs> oh, no.